we're going to bring you more of our Grand Slam storytellers this morning. Um, our Howell Story Slam is a is a kind of a, a it's a project that sort of developed out of our love for the moth radio hour and the whole moth storytelling series. So we put together a regional storytelling collaborative with the Adirondack Center for Writing. And uh, have you been to any of these, Todd? Yeah, I was at the Potsdam uh, Story Slam um, last year. And, uh, you know, it's it, even if you don't want to tell a story, it's a lot of fun just to be in the audience and listen to the stories. Yeah, People love to tell stories. Other yeah. people love to listen to stories. We're a storytelling race, yeah. I guess. So we held these local Story Slam sessions in a dozen or so locations last year. And then we held a Grand Slam uh, at Pickens Hall in Hubleton last fall, it featured the top storytellers from all of those smaller events, and now we're putting together a series of those uh, those super storytellers. Here's Tanya Roy. She had us rolling in the aisles at the local slam in Clayton and did it again at Pickens Hall. I will say this story has some language that some people might find objectionable, but here's Tanya Roy. I also generally do not miss many opportunities. It's how you collect great stories. But this particular day, some friends of mine and I had concert tickets to go see the Dave Matthews Band in Syracuse. And they decided that they were going to go get dinner at Dinosaur Barbecue before we went to see the concert because I am a Dinosaur Barbecue virgin. And in my circle of friends, that is blasphemous. So they decided they were going to break that cycle, but we decided to order takeout so that we could tailgate with our dinosaur barbecue in the parking lot. We get there and the food's not quite ready, so we have a couple of drinks and they're hitting me a little bit hard because I haven't had lunch in anticipation of what is supposed to be the best barbecue you can get in Syracuse. And finally the woman comes out with this big stack of styrofoam containers and I take the one off the top and I open it and sure enough, it is what I ordered for dinner. So I am enamored by the smell coming from the baked beans in the front corner of this white styrofoam container. And I decide I'm going to throw all caution to the wind and just lick the top of them while we're standing in the bar. And I get right about here and I feel a tap on my shoulder. And it's my boyfriend who says to me, it's going to be easier for parking if we put everything in one car. So we're going to get all of our stuff out of our car and put it in Kelly's car and then we can leave. And I, "Uh uh-huh. And he taps me on the shoulder again, and he says, by we, I mean you and I. So I reluctantly put the styrofoam container back on the top of the pile. We get everything out of our car, we put it into Kelly's car, and we're on our way to get a parking spot. As we're driving, I open the styrofoam container, and I decide I will be a little less barbaric this time, and I rip into the fork with my teeth, and he taps me on the shoulder, and I look at him. And he gives me a look that it takes a minute to register what he's telling me, and then it clicks. We are riding in Kelly's brand new car with the black leather interior, and I probably shouldn't be shoveling baked beans into my face in the car. (sighs) So I shut the container and reluctantly put it back on top of the pile. We realize the line to get parking is about an hour and 20 minutes long, and we're about T-minus two hours to the concert. But Kelly is in the Air Force, and he has some mad driving skills. And 20 minutes later, we have a parking spot, and we are tailgating. I open the container. I've got the fork, and it is full of pulled pork that smells like molasses and whiskey, and I am starving, and I'm a little bit tipsy. And I get the fork right here, 
And he taps me on the shoulder. (laughs) What? And he says, do you know where the concert tickets are? And I freeze, debating whether or not to answer the question with the fork in midair because I know that the tickets are in the glove compartment of the car that we left in the parking lot of Dinosaur Barbecue. And so I answer him and I reluctantly put the fork down and close the container and put it back on the pile as we now have to take off with the car and go back to the parking lot. We get in the parking lot. He screeches to a halt. He's about halfway across when he stops and he does the pocket pat, which is the international symbol for where are my keys? They're back with our friends who are tailgating and eating dinosaur barbecue. Yeah. So as he's making some frantic phone calls and hoping that the beeping on the other end of the phone will open the car on the key fob, I realize that there's a motorcycle repair shop attached to Dinosaur Barbecue. And if I know anything about my friends who drive Harleys, it's that they can break into my car. So I jog across the street and I'm a little bit tipsy and I'm really hungry and I'm a little bit panicky and a little bit out of breath. And I say, hey, guys, do you have a... You know, which, by the way, is not the international symbol for Jimmy Stick. <laughs> yeah. After they finish laughing at me, they unlock the car, and 10 minutes later, we're on our way with our tickets. We decide we're going to come in from the north because it'll be quicker to get back to the parking spot where our friends are tailgating without us. Except where we need to take the left, there's a big sign in a police officer that says buses only. I know better than to argue with a police officer. So we drive around, we come in from the south, and the line is still an hour long. Then I think, you know what? I have some mad carpool, minivan driving mommy skills of my own. I can make it to the front of that line too. Ten minutes later, we're at the part where we're supposed to be veering off from traffic to pull into our parking spot, and there's another police officer with a sign that says, lot full. This time, I'm a little less eager to please, so I put the window down and I say, hey, I have a spot. I've, I've already... Keep on moving. No, no, really, look, I have the ticket. If you just keep on moving. The next time I go to open my mouth to talk to the cop, he has decided he has had enough of me. He takes one step toward the car, puts his right hand on his right hip, and I take off because that is the international symbol for I'm about to tase your ass. (laughs) At this point, we are 30 minutes across the other side of the parking lot, and we're driving about half a mile an hour. I say to my boyfriend, I'm going to jump out, see if I can get one of these other police officers to help us, and I'll catch up. I can walk half a mile an hour. The minute I close the car door, the line speeds up, and he's gone. I reach for my phone to call him and realize it's also with the keys in the parking space that we left with our friends who are tailgating. So a little bit defeated, I take a shortcut thinking I will go find him where he is parking. I come across two security guards and they have a golf cart. I'm like, yes. I throw myself on their mercy. Will you please put me in your golf cart and take me to find someone who I know? And they're like, oh, sorry, man. We're going to get fired if we put you in the golf cart. We don't want to get fired. But if it will make you feel better, you can stay and get high. (sighs) I'm thinking all I'm going to want then is the damn dinosaur barbecue. (laughs) Ten minutes later, I have found my boyfriend who has parked the car. We are looking for our friends because we've played a rousing game of tell me what you can see, drunk people on the other end of the phone. We'll come find you. And they are walking toward us with four chairs, 
a cooler full of, half full of beer, two backpacks, and absolutely no styrofoam containers. They look at me apologetically and shrug. Sorry, it's the one thing we couldn't carry. To add insult to injury, as if missing my opportunity to eat dinosaur barbecue for the first time four times in one night wasn't enough, as we're on the shuttle bus driving by the original parking spot, there are two white styrofoam containers, half empty of dinosaur barbecue, being eaten by a stray dog. That was Tanya Roy at the Howell Grand Slam in Hubleton's Pickens Hall last fall. Our new series of story slams, which will be held in more than a dozen locations around the region, gets underway late next month. Check out the schedule at ncpr.org slash Howell. The Howell is a collaboration between NCPR and the Adirondack Center for Writing.